Hi guys, welcome to the show. Hello, we are. Yeah, we're live. Oh. Awkward si nothing like oh. Oh, man. <laughs> nothing like uh, awkward silence to start things off for. All right. Well, I think we're going to get started here. We're about as prepped as we can be. Uh, this could either be really awesome tonight or uh, it could be a shit show. Tune in and find out. Um, welcome, everybody, to Dabod D&D's Friday Night Game. Uh, tonight, we are less one Bob, plus one Brandon. It's a nice, nice stat improvement. Um, we are going to be playing a game tonight uh, called Monster of the Week, which we'll get into in a second. First, our plugs. Um, you should follow us on Twitter. You should you should use your Twitch Prime sub on somebody's channel. Not gonna say whose. No, I will. Like. Ours. You need to use it on ours. Or or wherever you feel like that's best. <laughs> use it where you feel uh, it is appropriately I'll, usable. All I'm gonna all I'm gonna say is remember your boy. Right? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and your one girl. Yes. And your girl. Remember your girl. And your yeah. boys. You can follow us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are where all of the finest podcasts are. We are right up in that shit. Uh, if you can find the podcast, you can probably find us. Um, yes. I prefer Spotify, but that's just me. Um, so does everybody else that right. listens to our podcast. Right. If you say iTunes, I'm going to slap you. We're going to get into this tonight. Uh, as I said, tonight we are playing a game called Monster of the Week. This is a uh, different module than D&D. Less dice rolling. Um, more collaborative. You're going to tell me to do that you want to do something. And I'm going to find a way to make it happen as best as I can. Uh, outcomes are rolled on a 2d6 platform. So everybody will need to be ready to roll 2d6s. Based on what you roll, you'll either get like a screaming success. So everything is rolled on Sorry. a 2D, 2d6 system. It's where your result might be like a 10 and above is like a screaming success. You get to do exactly what you wanted to do. If you're in the 7 to 10 range, you get maybe a partial success or a partial success with a twist kind of thing. And then below that... Um, would be a failure and something's going to backfire um, is how this kind of works um, so we picked our roles ahead of time um, we'll get to that in just a second uh, yeah let's go around and let's do that right now uh, so Brandon why don't you tell us uh, your character's name and what role you're playing tonight and maybe what you look like uh, let's see here my name is Arthur I'm the spooky hunter and I have pained eyes and just casual clothes. Okay. And just to let everyone at home know, um, all of the roles are picked off of a playbook and it's very tropey. Like everybody's going to pick a kind of character from a monster chasing show like Scooby Doo or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural. So Brandon's chosen the spooky. Okay. Yep. Uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, my name is Carmichael. Capwell, I am playing the chosen uh, class or archetype. Uh, I have a very controlled face, um, very put together, I would say. I have normal clothes, nothing too fancy. Um, and in this group of, because we are all a group, right? Yes, we've all yeah. worked together before. 
Uh, I think I'm the the uh, the level most level head. Maybe uh, Kylie's character and I kind of compete for the level headedness of the group. Because um, I did put my my stat boost in in cool, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm 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 fairly well put together, and being chosen means uh, right or wrong somewhere in in history, and we'll we'll see how that plays out. Awesome. That's yeah. That's Carmichael. All right, uh, Kylie, what will you be playing tonight? I am Amelia Smith, and my face is very thoughtful. I wear tailored-looking clothing. In my head, I kind of feel like I look like like a university professor or a librarian, librarian, something like that. Okay. And then um, I'm playing the expert, which means I have dedicated my life to the study of the unnatural, and I know their habits and their weaknesses. I'm not the youngest or the strongest, but my knowledge can make me the biggest threat. Nice. Straight out of the book. Got a nice little bookworm up in the group. Yeah, that's me. All right, uh, Travis, who are you playing tonight? I am playing Nate or Nathan Armistice, who is the crooked. So I've been around the block a bit, a uh, bit of this, a bit of that. When I came across the secret underworld of monsters and magic, well, it wasn't so different from the underworld I already knew. It was easy to find an angle just like before. So I'm familiar with this shit. It doesn't surprise me. Um... And I, I kind of just make my own things interesting. I might find a, nice. find a way to make things interesting for myself. Uh, so you guys are a part of the Bureau for the Writing of Wrongs. This is set in modern day. Uh, time travel has been discovered about five years ago. Um, and your group, the Bureau for the Writing of Wrongs, is devoted and tasked with fixing the current by going into the past and righting the wrongs past. Um, so this is not your first rodeo. You guys have gone on a couple missions before. Um, and I think along the way, some things got altered, um, which is where we'll pick up when we get into the actual story. Um, but before we do that, now who, that we know who everybody is, we go and we build a little bit of history between the group, right? Because this isn't your guys' first rodeo, but this is your first time playing a character. So this will give us a chance to build some arcs for everybody to start playing off of each other. We're going to go around the room in the same order we did before, and you're going to assign a history to um, each other player. Brandon, uh, if you can assign history to everybody else, and everybody take note of it, either on a piece of paper or just in your head or something. I'll assign Carmichael here this second one. You are blood kin and I decide that we're cousins. Okay, right. so you guys are cousins. And then uh, go ahead and assign one for uh, Arthur and one for, or I'm sorry, for Amelia and for Nate as well. Amelia, let's do this one. It says, uh, you are old friends. You trust each other completely. Do you guys all or go to high school together? I guess that's where I'm, I'm leading us. Okay, um, so yeah, you guys have long history know. together, all three of you. Maybe you all grew up in the same town. Um, you were close friends as children. Nate, you hope they can help you control your powers. All right, uh, Chris. All right, so for Arthur, I'm going to choose that you could have been the chosen one instead of me, but you Ooh. failed some trial, and I'm going to tell you how you failed. And what I'm thinking is uh, somewhere down the lines where our family tree split, your father is not of the bloodline that it should have been. You have some other father that is unknown. 
and it, it kind of and it so you don't have the pure blood to be the chosen did uh your your, your father was like i'm not down with this inbreeding <laughs> yeah <laughs> splitting the tree there um <laughs> trees don't fork okay for amelia you were a rival at first but you became uh but you came to a working arrangement with me and i think us being kind of the straight laced uh that was where the rivalry sat and uh but we both kind of figured out that we fit well in this group and we help each other get things done okay um and let's see for nate uh that we are best friends in the you're my best friend in the world who i trust totally that's interesting it is uh, interesting. yeah i like that especially since his character is the crooked <clears throat> yeah um maybe that doesn't jive with the rest of the group since you guys all grew up together maybe he's new okay. um and maybe like the rest of the group doesn't necessarily trust him just because of his past okay maybe i i brought you into the fold uh from some past uh relationships from some past uh, a friend group and i brought you in uh to this one all right so i trust you fully and they don't so much uh kylie okay i'm gonna start with nate and mine with him is he came to me for advice and my advice got him out of trouble and I'm going to say that he was caught stealing a book from the library and I told him to what to say to get out of it. Like that he was thought he had a number and he didn't or something. Okay. So in, in my head, I'm thinking that maybe at the Bureau for the Writings of Wrongs, there are tons and tons of history books. Like there's a room that looks like the library and like Beauty and the Beast, right? And mm -hmm. it's it's just filled with books and it's history books. And there's a whole team of seers, like the people who see into the future by looking at the past and seeing how they, they have to know everything about everything to figure out how all this connects before they send you on a mission. Maybe he was trying to steal a book that might lead to some treasure. Would that work for you, Nate? Sure. Okay. So okay. maybe he was trying to steal a book for ulterior pur I'll say that's for ulterior purposes, and you you helped him get out of getting caught from that. Um, for Carmichael, I'll do. He wants help. He helped me get a singular item that is now part of our haven. Mm. Something like a old pocket watch that has some sort of purpose. I don't know what. Okay. Uh, With some description maybe... in it, maybe. Maybe it tells the time of our home world or our, our home time always. I like that. That's, traveling. Yeah, I had that kind of going through my head. Yeah, I like that. Cool. So we always know what day and time it is back at home. And then for Arthur, I'll do, um, he knows some of my dark secrets and we've agreed to keep quiet about them. <laughs> so I'm going to say that we uh, found a body or I found a body and I know that somehow it's linked to this old world and I haven't called the police because I want to keep it to myself. Does that okay. work, Devin? Am I being okay on your story? Sorry. So you know of a, a, a dead body that has mm -hmm. some kind of tie to the event we're going back to. Yeah, it could be like a skeleton body or something. Whatever you want. Okay, so... 
you found a uh, you found a body inside the United Nations uh, where you guys are housed, um, and it has two puncture wounds in its neck. Only me and him know about this dark secret, by the way. Okay, that's fine. Okay. We'll just role play that nobody else knows what that secret is. Uh, Nate. All right. So, uh, easy one, Chris uh, or uh, Carmichael, you will be my moral compass when you talk. When we talk things over, your advice keeps me on the straight and narrow. I think that fits pretty well with the best friend's okay. narrative that you created for us, which is wonderful. Nice. Not winning. Arthur, what are you gonna be? I'm going to say that you and I probably worked together on a semi-legal, maybe not so legal job in the past. And that kind of is on the side, not relating to our bureau work. But we did, you know, we had had our own little illegal thing going on. I don't know what you want that to be. Or if, Devin, if you want to help pick that, I don't know. It doesn't really matter who picks that one. An idea came to mind. Okay. Sure. Shoot it. What if we, you know, we found a way, because you're talking about a watch that tells you the time of your home world. Well, what if we were busy making, like, handheld mirrors that could show you, like, what was going on in your home world? So it's like a, a live webcam, but of your home world or your home time. And okay. then, like... And you know, like that's that would be like some pretty high tech stuff that you know would want to be in better hands than than we. But then we figured out a way to do it, and then we've been selling them like you know on the black, black market. market or to yeah. people who whoever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we could like program people's home worlds in it so that they could just. It's like the Beauty and the Beast mirror. In fact, so that's pretty much exactly. So what I, is. I like this. Um, I want to make a slight twist to it. Sure. You guys are selling these when you go back in time to people in the past so they can see the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would make the most sense, yeah. Well, we're selling them in the past. We have sold them uh, no matter, I mean, in all of the different time places that we have gone. Okay. And and maybe it was a thing where, like, we break for lunch or something, and then you didn't see uh, Nate or I for a little bit, and unbeknownst to all of the rest of the, the other two of you, we were selling uh, mirrors. Perfect. I like yeah. it. I, li- I like it a lot. Yep, that works really well. Good idea. And I'm going to say that, uh, Amelia, you know about my criminal past. Um, and it says to tell them what crimes you, they saw you commit, but I think you pretty well addressed that with the, with the book that I was stealing. Look at all these threads being tied together. I'll t- and I- I'll tie it even better together. Sure. Please do. The the book was going to the book you were trying to steal was going to show you how to make time travel devices themselves. And you were gonna sell that to people in the past as well. <laughs> and then you helped get me out of it, I believe is what you said for me. Yeah, Amelia. So there we go. You're the basically Amelia, the way I look at it is you is the reason you're still on the team. She covered for you when you were doing something really horrible works for me okay like selling time mirrors yes selling but worse that is a darn good idea selling time mirrors is a class three felony yes because other people are not supposed to know about the other world all right um so i think that gets us all uh set up like i said doesn't take very long to set up a game of monster of the week um 
So not bad, not bad. Right, everybody's got a little bit of background at each other. Try and yep. use them and weave them into your roleplay. So yep. all all these other check boxes on our sheet, do we just go through that now? My move is Destiny's plaything. At the beginning of each mystery, roll weird to see okay. what is revealed about your immediate future. Yep. Uh, my fate, I I found out that I'm the chosen one through visions and nightmares. Uh, I think there's going to be a sacrifice for one of mine on the heroic side. And then hopefully uh, the end of monsters would be heroic. Uh, I'm going to pick the loss of loved ones since I have a couple uh, of, of the group or people I trust and a family member. The end of days, let's just do that. So for my move, I get a I get a roll weird to see what is revealed about the immediate future. On a 10 plus, the keeper will reveal a useful detail about the coming mystery. On a seven to nine, you get a vague hit, hit should say hit, hint, does hit, hint about it. Uh, on a miss, something bad is going to happen to you. So this is really bad because I have a negative one to weird, so I don't think I can get anything good. Why don't but you roll, why don't you roll, roll it some dice and let's figure it out. Here it goes. That's a four. You are going to witness your relative die. Oh, Brandon, sorry, right. dude. <laughs> A, I will say this. You're going to witness a relative die. A relative, okay. Uh, oh, okay. All right, let's begin. So your team has been assembled. You're sitting at a, in a conference room inside the United Nations uh, where your secret layer is underneath. But uh, you're sitting at a table. Um, it's one of those long conference tables with chairs. It seems like they go on for... 30, 40 seats. I mean, you could have 160 people, you know, 60 people sitting at this table. You're all at one end, the far end, um, like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Um, you guys made the conscious decision to move all the way down to the other end of the room. The only people in the room right now are the four of you. Uh, Carmichael, the chosen one, Arthur, the spooky, Amelia, the expert, and Nate, the crooked member of the party. You guys are all sitting in the room. What's going on? Amelia, you know anything about this job? coming up i mean i i haven't heard anything i guess we're sitting around sitting on our thumbs so as you guys are sitting there just waiting to find out what happens uh the doors quietly open with a little creak at the other end of the long conference room then walks a man in a general's regalia with stars along his collar just dripping in medals and ribbons and prizes and all this you know him as a general general beauregard he is kind of your liaison he's the guy who feeds you your missions as he comes into the room he's going to stop at the end of the the conference room table stare at you guys down at the other end of the table like he's waiting for you to come to him What's with this guy? I'll get, I'll get a little closer. I'll walk very slowly, approaching him. See how he reacts. Yeah, if we're gonna, if we're gonna get this job going. We better. I don't have yeah. all day. I'll stroll up right, myself. Say, how do you do, Arthur? Good to see you again. Good to see you as well. He'll give you a little salute. All right. Oh, is, everybody, is everybody at the end of the table? Amelia, are you coming? No, I imagine that I have like a book in my lap that I'm flipping through and I'm just gonna listen from the end of the table. All right, he's gonna stare at you for a second, like waiting for you to come. When you don't, just... he's- Yeah, I'm gonna keep reading. Um, uh, I'll go and tell Beauregard. She's trying to, last I heard she was trying to look up some stuff about uh, this uh, place in which we find ourselves. 
the United Nations. Sure, it's pretty easy to look up. Last time I checked. Uh, General, uh, I will fill Amelia in on uh, any logistics about any job you're going to hand us, so we can. I can hear you her. guys. All right, don't really can you care hear us. As as he says, he doesn't really care. He's gonna throw out uh, some folders onto the table for you guys. Um, as you open them up, he's gonna explain to you. Our seers have recently discovered uh, that very near in the future, we're gonna re see a resurgence of something we long thought dead. If we do not act now, the Empire of the Eternal, a group of vampires, is going to take over the world. About five years. So, you all. Are going to be you're being sent to 1867 to a tiny country known as Bittelschnitzel. You are going there to stop Baron von Dusseldorf from taking <laughs> over the city of Dunkelbrau. I was I was drinking a German beer today, so uh, I was like, I'm going with this. It's going to be very German. German, uh, German men. You're going to stop him from taking over the town of Dunkelbrau. Dunkelbrau was the first town to fall to the Empire of the Eternal, and from what we understand. If this is allowed to, if we allow this to continue to happen, 200, or uh, in five years' time, the vampires will have amassed a large enough army in secret over the last 100, 200 years to take over the entire world. So, any questions? Is it going to hurt? You act like this is your first time. Oh, it's not. I was just being sarcastic. It won't hurt any more than the other times. No, I, was just gonna, I was going to tell Nate, like, it's not going to hurt. We'll be all right. Again, the names. Baron von Dusseldorf. We know that he has two sons. We know that he is attempting to kill Lord Dunkelbrow. So save Lord Dunkelbrow, kill Dusseldorf and his sons. That's the mission. Uh, Amelia, you get that? Because you can hear us. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, whenever you're ready, follow me. Yeah, let's do it. Follow all right. Me. Uh, the general's going to lead you. Um down a couple escalators get on an elevator go further down into the earth uh where you come out into a lab um if you've ever seen like the old like 1930s superman cartoons like the fleischer ones there's like all these beeps and boops and and flashing lights and pieces of machinery all over the place in the center of the room is a large spiral of mechanics inside of it a pink swirling energy uh, seems to be there. This is all very mundane and rote to all of you. This is not your first time traveling in past to right the wrongs of the past um, and prevent the wrongs of the future. So as you approach the portal, you stand in front of it for a second. Hey, General, I just was reading, and I guess I do have some questions. Do you guys okay. know what, like, weapons we need against... Baron, do you know where we can find him or what he's weak against? The only thing we know is what we've always kind of understood about vampires from our stories, right? Got your wood, got your holy water, got your sunlight. So the books right? are right. We didn't get any kind of information from the seers? We can only go off of what they were able to pull from the histories. That's what the histories say. Whether that's just folk tales or not, can't speak for sure. But that seems to be the best information that we have. All right. So this is out of 
character. Um, would do we travel in our normal clothes when we do this, or do we get hooked up with like period pieces? You so tell me. Kinda, we can. I I would think being this government agency that we would have like a, a closet of clothes that we can kind of get period pieces, and so we can kind of just get right into it, so okay. we're not lurking in the shadows. We're we're able to go. I like that. So yep. uh, when you come out into the main room, there is a side closet that goes back a couple hundred feet on each side uh, that is filled with period clothes, depending on what period you're traveling to. So yeah, you guys, do you want to take some time to pick out some clothes or we just want to say generic 1867s? <laughs> uh, yeah, generic for the most part, but I do want to get like a, a, a wide brimmed hat that kind of I wear at a slant. And and just try to find one that fits my head the best. Okay. As was the style of the time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. I feel like with my history, I would want something like perfectly right for the era. I wouldn't do anything like <laughs> that would make any indication that I wasn't from that time. Um, excuse me, but this kind of class wasn't even invented until 1869. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Like your so, wide brim brim blah, 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 blah. <laughs> your wide brimmed hat, you know. <laughs> okay. So uh, I think as Carmichael's putting on the wide brimmed hat, um, which isn't quite in okay, style for eighteen sixty seven. No 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 So as as you pull off the wide brimmed hat and you're putting it on and kind of admiring <laughs> yourself in the mirror, uh Amelia's just gonna look at you and roll her eyes. Go. What? That's not from the correct era. Well, era. Would you like to pick one out for me? No, just, just wear it. Just wear it. Well, we have to fit in. Like, I can't. That's the whole purpose of this room is to fit in. If I am in the wrong area, you are more learned than I. Just point in the general direction. I mean, on the, which hat? I mean, this uh, one? Yeah, I'll that one. It. Like a, a top, <laughs> more of a top hat style, smaller brim. Yeah, that one. It's got that red felt band around it. Okay, this one. Yeah, that one. I'm just going to nice. You pick out a nice beaver pelt top hat. And I'm just going to go for a suit. Like the nicest kind of suit clothes I can find. Okay. No hat. All right. Uh, you yeah. find yourself you find yourself a nice uh, white starch shirt with a jacket with coattails. Um, not... Oh. Not tuxedo style, but kind of riding crop style. And you find a pair of dusters and a pair of a pair of workman's boots. Just my style. Thank you. Uh, Brandon, do you see anything? Or you want to go with just generic clothes? I think so. I, I'm not super knowledgeable about this time period, so I'm just going to pick some regular stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So having put on your... Um, your uniforms, and you look very much the bunch of Dapper Dans ready for traveling in 1867. You all, have we talked about weapons? What kind of weapons do you guys have? Um, so mine, I have a chain, and okay. so it does one harm, and I get to choose three things on the business end of my chain. And okay. I chose spikes, uh, a blade, and the fact that, and it's throwable. Okay. Which give me some certain things. Uh, what weapons are my else have? I... Um, I kind of cheated off of the fact that you told me that I found a guy with two puncture wounds. 
and I just assumed, so I kind of metagamed. But I'm doing a mallet and stakes, a silver sword, and a blessed knife that I think it has, it's holy, so. Okay. Sword. Sword. Brandon, Travis, what kind of weapons do you guys have? I've got a nine millimeter gun, a knife, and a baseball bat. This here is my boomstick. (laughs) (laughs) I am. All right, Brandon, what kind of weapon do you have? Well, I I see here that I have a shotgun available, so I'll go ahead and do that. That's the boomstick. That here is my boomstick. (laughs) Maybe something a little less noisy, cousin. Everything I can choose is noisy, Uh, (laughs) except for a big knife, which I will choose as my second. Finding yourselves, I I imagine, in my mind's eye of this TV show, there's like a montage scene (laughs) of like clothes getting zipped and buttoned and guns getting strapped and swords getting put away. And then it cuts back to you all four standing in front of the portal. (laughs) The general, General Beauregard looks at you and goes, good luck team. Hope to see you back in the future. See you soon, Beauregard. As you say that, if we're gone that. for long, could you, uh, you know, feed my cat? I will find somebody to take care of that for you. Also, the plants need watered in the library. I'm sure we'll be fine. He gives you the salute one more time. You guys fine. take us. You guys t- uh, all at the same time take a step into the portal, and as you do, there's a brief moment of dizziness in your head, and then there's a ringing in your ears that makes you all kind of grab and slam your eyes shut. You can just feel it inside your skull. And when you come to, it is the middle of the night. There are torches every couple feet on a road. And about 200 yards down the road is a very small city. Uh, The city has wooden houses. Um, You don't see a lot of lights on in the houses. Um, at the top of the hill, just beyond the houses, is a large manor of sorts. The kind of place where you've watched enough television shows. That's that's where the boss lives. That's where the that's where the mayor or the lord or whoever lives. You also see as you get past some of the housing district into like the meat of the city um, that there are some lights on in some shops. Um, there appears to be an inn. Um, there appears to be a bar or food establishment across the way from the inn. Appears to be some shops. None of the shops seem open. And just to the east of the city lies a very small cemetery. Head to the inn, see what uh, maybe the barkeep or somebody who might know something or head straight to the... While clutching my head, I say, why don't we like head to the bar or something because this gives me a migraine every time we jump into one of these things. I need some assistance. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I think we kind of, if we're going to get information, that's where we go, right? Um, yeah, we need to find Uncle Brow's domicile quickly and maybe, you know, set up watch outside and, and kind of uh, get a get a lay of the land. So I I, I vote for the... Whatever we do, we let's just go. Let's go. Do it tavern you make your way uh into the town again as i said there's it seems like this is the kind of place where when the lights go out most people go to bed you said now did you say you're going to the inn or you're going to the 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 food establishment the bar that's across the tavern that's across the way yeah the food bar area 
Okay. You make your way into uh, the tavern. Uh, there's a sign over top, and it's it's written in German, August Offshav. Amelia? What does that say? August Offshav. <laughs> Amelia, you've read enough. Uh, you know a bit of German. You know that uh, Offshav is German for respite. Uh, which is German for respite. Exactly. The place then. So uh, as you wake your way inside, there's a gentleman playing um, a very light tune on the piano. Amelia being the kind of the brains of the operation and the expert, um, you do know a fair amount of German uh, and you will be able to communicate with the people of Bittelschnitzel. Everybody else, um, I'd probably have to make your role to see if you can speak very well. So as you come into the establishment, it is uh, lit by coal, like coal oil lamps hanging on this on the walls. There are a few patrons at a bar or at a table sitting together, playing some kind of card game and, and drinking beers. There's an older lady at the bar and she's doing what most of the barkeepers do in these kind of stories. She's cleaning the glass with the dirty rag. And uh, she sees you all open the door and uh, says, good evening, my friends. Would you care for something sweet? I say to her, I say, uh, beer, which is four beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can make that happen. Uh, so she goes over to the barrels. And I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance for my German accent. It's very, uh, it's very bad. Uh, very Hans Gruberish. So uh, she goes and she pours you guys four drinks, uh, sets them on the table. Dankeschön. Thank you. Okay. okay All right, then. This is enough of that. <laughs> and I say thank you. You've shown off enough, Kylie. <laughs> um, uh, thank you, Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> we are not sponsored. Uh, she so she says, uh, "Are you are you new to town?" Uh, yeah, we're traveling through. We are just um, on our way to. The port. The the port. It's it's quite a quite a ways away. Yeah, we we just we literally just came into town the last couple minutes. Well, it's it's good to have you. Um, my brother runs runs the inn across the, the town. Tell him tell him that uh the Magna sent you. He'll uh he'll give you a good rate on an inn on a room. I will I will tell him that. If you need anything else, just let me know. Okay, we'll come find you. All right, she's gonna go back to cleaning that same glass with the dirty rag. I have a question. Yes. Um, <clears throat> how often can we use our moves? Can you use your moves? Yeah. Um, frequently. Because one of mine is telepathy, and I feel like that would be kind of useful if she's like, if she owns this bar or if she's a big figure here, then maybe she knows a little bit something about this person we're supposed to protect. Okay. Yeah, that's something we can definitely try. If you want to roll me uh, some dice, we'll see what happens. So that's a 10. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. So what would you like to do to Fräulein Magda? I just want... Fräulein. I just want to kind of get a sense of her mind and kind of see if there's anything, anything in there in her mind related to, or having anything to do about this Lord Dunkel, 
Thor. Dunkle Brow. Yeah. Dunkle Brow. Okay. Dunkle Brow. I just wanted so, to. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna basically like do Control F and then search for Dunkle Brow in her mind. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like it. All so. right. So um, as she goes back to cleaning the glass, um, you take the beer and you kind of hold it in both your hands, and you take. You close your eyes and you take a big sniff off of the smell kind of gets your mind in the right place to figure out what you need to do to get into hers you know like you can just smell this environment that she's been in her whole life of this heavy yeasty beer smell and um you find yourself inside her mind imagine it's almost like you're standing inside of a blank space you start thinking the name lord dunkelbrow over and over and over again and as you do, you start seeing flashes of things. Um, one of the flashes is the large manor at the top of the hill. Um, another flash is uh, him riding by the inn, and it splashes some mud. Like maybe this is an event from her past. Um, you see somebody come around and ask for tax money. And you see her complaining about it. All right. And uh, it's very mundane. It's just the everyday oh, okay. stuff of a commoner and, and a lord. And all right. whatever that goes on in their life. Okay. okay. While, this is, while this is all going on, off screen, away from you guys, there's the sound of dirt being dug with a shovel. You know, just rhythmic. And you hear a voice say, Hurry up. Get it done and hurry up. And as the shoveling continues, a coffin is revealed. The door is lifted back and inside of it is a skeleton with a metal stake driven through the mouth. A hand with large claws like nails pulls a knife across his hand and as the blood drips onto the skeleton, Muscle and sinew and nerves start forming around the skeleton. As it happens, and once it's complete, takes about five minutes, you hear that same voice say, Siegfried, you are alive again. And Siegfried raises from the grave. Back to the, <clears throat> back to the end. Cousin, I saw you doing your, you know, your thing. Um, what did you find out? Unfortunately, not. Not very much, but at least we know that uh, she is nothing to be con. No one, no one to be concerned about. I'll have to be scanning others while we are here. Can I call her back over to the table? Sure. I'm gonna say, you know, we do some extra work on the side once in a while uh, in our travels. Is there anything in this city that's, you know, unusual or criminals or? Is the city you... a pretty safe place? Yeah, it's it's no no less dangerous than any other city. You know, we as we as the policia, they they watch the streets for us. You can clean up my cellar if you like. I pay, uh, I pay pay you in beer. Ooh, we might come back tomorrow for that. We that might be something we <clears throat> do. We will we'll, we'll do that. It's a, it's a good offer. I could maybe oh. even throw in, throw it, throw in some schnitzel for you. Yes. Ooh, yeah, that sounds uh, 
We'll talk about it tomorrow. Ah, good, good. You come back see me. Okay. What What did you say your brother's name was? Oh, my in brother. The, in the inn? Yeah. Yeah, he is, he is Gustav. Gustav, okay. Gustav. Uh, you know, we'll take another round of beers. Okay, we could definitely do that. She'll uh, go back and pour you another beer. Uh, and I relay everything to them and say, you know, it, it doesn't seem like she really knows anything. Maybe we should head over to the inn or see what we, we can find over there. Maybe tomorrow then, since we're trying to find accommodations. But tomorrow, obviously, the huge mansion on the hill should be our, you know, something we always keep in mind. I mean, do we could we... just go tonight. Yeah, I was just going to say, do we want to wait till tomorrow? Oh, well, no, actually, yeah. No, let's just go, guys. I mean, I don't need sleep. I mean, I do, but... Wait. <laughs> we I... don't need that much sleep, do we? I just... We're here, like... The, the fate of the world is in our hands, guys. Like, I, I think we should be on the job. In that case, let us venture forth to the the, the, the big house on the hill. What? I would also like to get back to Cuddles McFluffin, so uh, that's fine. We can we can go. What time is that was your it? Cat? That's my cat. <laughs> what time was it back in the UN before we got here? Because it's dark here. I assume it was fairly early back there, so I'm not even sure we would be tired enough to go to sleep. Oh, or was it? Uh, did we? I think uh, that was that at all? How time works. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I have a watch. <laughs> yeah. What What time is it back home? You tell me. 7.42 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm not tired. <clears throat> then uh, to the hill we go. To the to hill, the we, hill go. we go. All right. Uh, so you guys leave the inn. Any... I And I figure along with your costumes, you were given local some local currency um, for the appropriate for okay. the place in the time period. So you're able to pay for your beers. You're not thieves. Um, <laughs> Any... Uh kind of vagrants sitting around on a corner anybody just kind of anybody just sitting outside looking like they have nothing to do yeah as you're making your way through the main street of the city you're kind of past the residential district into like the business district um as you're making your way through there um there's a guy sitting on a barrel outside of the butcher shop okay. and he and uh he will see you and say my friends, where do you think you're going this time of night? Can we can I were... speak and he understands me? For the interest of the game, I'm going to say that uh, <laughs> you guys all have international translator. Uh, I'll, uh, okay. Just like, uh, just... just like the good doctor. Uh, just getting some fresh air. Kind of new yeah. in town, you know, getting a lay of the, the land here. Well, if you ever need of a guide, I'd be happy to help you. Do you show you all around this little city of ours? Well, uh, I mean, I don't know if you need to show us around, but uh, yeah, the, that, uh, those are the houses. This is the this is where you buy your food. That's it, it's right? Done. That's that'd be that'd be five gold pieces. Well, I'll tell you what. Is that a? And I'll point up to the big house on the hill. Is that? Is that Lord Dunkle Browns? No, one of the same. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll take out one of my coins and. Flip it to him. With you know that, what was that? With that, I have the pickpocket ability. So, so, as we're leaving this guy, I want to pickpocket him, which is a roll, <laughs> uh, which is a roll plus my charm, which my charm is plus two. I, being your moral compass, 
<laughs> Will. <laughs> you know that I would do that, being my best yeah, friend. So, so that's why I wanted um, to get that out there before I did it. So play this out. How does this work? Uh, so as we're kind of wrapping up this conversation, uh, and we're going to head up to the House on the Hill, it's confirmed. Uh, I'll let everybody else kind of walk in front of me and hang back with uh, Nate. And I, I'll give him that look that I always give him because I know he's the, the ruse that he is getting ready to play here. I'll say, think, think twice, Nate. <laughs> I'm like, but you, I want to get your money back. We have plenty. I will pull my hand <laughs> back away. <laughs> I will uh, pull my hand back away from his pocket, and uh, I would assume that we would start moving forward. Yeah, I'll drop behind you a little bit. <laughs> And pickpocket anyway. So that is a roll of two d six, right? That's what the this game was. Two d six, and then I it also includes hit... my charm. Yeah, you, you can hit the little icon next to what it'll ask you. What to, it'll tell you what to roll. Okay. All right, and then please announce your roll because I'm yep. not watching roll twelve. Yeah, so that was an eight. So on a seven to nine, either I don't grab it, I grab the wrong thing, or they remember me later. Uh, my choice. So I'm going to say I grabbed the wrong thing. Okay. Oh yeah. I am just thinking it's a I different I was going to make a schnitzel joke but now you guys got to go and ruin it so um, so yeah as as you guys have the com- conversation about stealing things and he's like fine I'm not going to do it and then he looks back for one quick second and uh, goes back over the gentleman and is like uh, hey I meant to st- I meant to ask you. Oh, I he's like, like stumbles into him, does this whole like bit, you know, and uh, as he gets a couple feet away from him, after like you know, like dusting him off and and everything, uh, he looks in his hand, and inside of his hand is uh, a tiny little cross. Not what I wanted, but I'll take that, <laughs> and I'll just put it in my pocket, nice and nonchalant, like so that nobody sees it. I'm gonna Make- turn back, and I'm gonna be like. Nate, uh, are you coming? Uh, Carmichael, you guys are dragging behind and we're going to get seen. And I will just lightly jog to catch up with her, with them, with the group. So as you guys make your way up to the large manor at the top of the hill, um, it is well lit. Uh, there's a fire going in the fireplace um, that is letting off a, a large amount of light outside of the windows. Uh, the windows are of a stained glass variety. This place is very auspicious. It's a it's a it's a swank fucking joint. So you make your way up there. You are at the front. You have not stepped onto the porch yet, but you are at the front of the manor. What do what do the grounds around the house look like? The, they're very well kept. Um, the, there's nothing that's sending your spooky spooky radar off or anything like that. Okay. There there is nothing that's going to give off spooky vibes the, the, okay. the hedges are well manicured you are here and it seems to be spring so there's some flowers um a couple smaller trees in the front yard it's an inviting looking place all right uh so i mean this is the the house of the man we are saving so we want to do our usual and take up uh points around the house and kind of keep our eyes open sounds like a plan to me yeah i mean i don't i don't I don't know what other lead we have other than kind of waiting out this uh other than waiting out whoever's coming or 
We could head inside and make contact with Dunkle Brown, let him know what's coming. Do we want to knock to make sure that something hasn't already happened? I mean, they wouldn't send us back in time after. Yeah, that would be so pointless. Yeah, I mean, I know that we need to be, our footsteps need to be as little as possible, right? Hmm. We were never here. Oh, so, so maybe, yeah, maybe just staking it out. Vampire That's why we're dead by DD. Uh, well, Amelia, you speak the best German, so maybe just act like you're lost and see if we can get a read on the inside and and then if things are are going down in there we can pounce right now if not we can just take a break and and, and wait them out okay all right i'll kind of i'll kind of disperse and, and find uh at least a spot that's kind of with my back against a wall or a tree or something that i have a good vision of a corner of the house just kind of keep my eyes out while she's walking up to the front Okay, so everyone is just generally loitering, and uh, then Amelia, you're going to go up and knock on the door. Yep, I'm going to go knock on the door. Okay, as as you're walking up to the door and you're knocking, cut away. You hear again the rhythmic shoveling and shoveling, and another grave is found. Uh, this time, the shoulders have been pinned down, and there's a stake driven through the heart, and that same hand again cuts himself open. And the blood falls over the body. The body begins to form into a, a being. And you hear the voice, Siegfried, arise. That's, so the first one's Siegfried, and the second one is Siegfried. Just, I wasn't very creative with the names of those two. So my apologies. Betty and Betty. Um, yeah. Siegfried and Ray. So, um, yeah, cut back to you guys. So, Amelia, you go and knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no answer. Uh, I'm gonna knock a little bit louder and maybe on one of the windows and be like, hello. Uh, the door's gonna open. Uh, a gentleman in a um, nicer suit is gonna say, yes, yes, what is it you want? Um, I, I lost my cat and I think she went in your house. Uh, could I take a look around? There are no cats in here. Oh, no. I saw her sneak in there, and she snuck through an open window. She's in there. I swear she's in there. Can I please? Mr. Kittens! Mr. Kittens! At this time, could I interject as well? Sure. I come up, and I'm like, actually, my cat's in there, too. And I think that he's chasing her cat, and that's a problem, you know? So it's just generally something I need to look at too. So could I look as well? Can I walk up with my baseball bat in hand and just say, where the fuck did those cats go? (laughs) These ain't your cats, man. Uh, I saw them Uh, come here. Just kidding. Yes. uh, We are on a cat hunt as it were. uh, So I, I think you all can decide between yourselves. It sounds like you're trying to manipulate uh, this person who's answered the door i want one of you to make a a plus charm roll and i would like the other one of the three of you to make a plus cool roll for helping out another hunter yep i'll do the charm charm is a 10 Ooh, Ooh, all right heck yeah 
Yep. So you, you rolled a six. So what I was thinking I would do, since so many people are getting involved in this, is that um, I would, depending on the help out someone, decide if the first result was good or not. Uh, I think with a six, it's close. He's going to he's going to look at the three of you. He's going to see uh, Nate with the bat, and he's going to say, you could come in and find your cat. Your friends stay out here. Everybody else has got to stay outside. Okay. Mr. Kitten Mittens, and I like duck past him. <laughs> As you uh, kind of duck, he's got his arm on the door, and you like duck underneath his arm. Uh, you look around inside, and you see a a well furnished house. There's a giant. When you walk in the door, um, there is a set of steps that seems to go into like a loft area um, or a second floor with some some rooms and doors. The main floor seems to be one big great room uh, with like a cooking area at one end and a large, large fireplace that is just casting with a roaring fire inside of it is just casting uh, light from the flames all over and just completely lighting the room by itself. Uh, in front of that is uh, uh, two overstuffed chairs and there's a gentleman sitting in one of them in a smoking coat. Um, with a pipe in hand and a cup of tea in the other. I'm gonna, Mr. Kittens, and like kind of go closer to him and be like, oh, um, ha have you seen my cat, Mr. Kitten Mittens? Uh, I'm afraid I've seen no cat, child. What... Is 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 this your house? Why, yes, I'm 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 Lord Dunkelbrow. Oh, Lord Dunkelbrow. Uh. Great, I'm glad to see you here. My cat snuck in your house. Uh, oh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, is there, is there a window open somewhere? Yeah, he, she, he snuck through the house and I'm gonna like kind of browse around the house, like <laughs> acting like I'm looking for my cat, but actually looking to see if it looks like he's into anything weird, or if he if there's like anything in the house that would yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. porno. So <laughs> since you're <laughs> you found the porno room, sorry. <laughs> that was in the dungeon, not the upstairs. Um, yeah, so it, it sounds like a, so you're trying to do a, you're trying to read a bad situation because you're looking for something nefarious or out of place uh so why don't you roll which roll uh that is plus sharp for me please Ooh. Ooh, Ooh, shit. Shit. uh so uh you, you you run away from him up the stairs to the second floor and he's like oh excuse me miss come come back please and, you know i could uh, really use some tea do you just want to get me some tea it's awfully cold my hands are cold i'm just looking for mr mittens yeah Kitten. uh yeah um but, but no, uh, could you make a, a cup, cup of tea, please? And uh, Bernard, the servant's going to roll his eyes and go make a cup of tea. Um, he's going to, you've taken off up the steps, so you got a good minute or two before he's up after you as you're walking around saying, here, kitty, kitty, mitten, mitten, mittens. You open a couple doors, you don't see anything um, nefarious or weird or odd normal lordly mannerly stuff you know actually i think he might have snuck back out the window i'm just gonna um head on out but thanks for letting me look where where is your accent from child <laughs> it is from here of course 
This is like no accent I've I've heard. Come, please sit. I have a lisp. <laughs> a what? What was that? A lisp. What was that? <laughs> please, please come sit. It's, uh, it's just tea. It's. I just. Where? Tell me again. Why are you here in my city? I followed my cat. Uh, here. Okay, you you can you can cut the bullshit with me. Why why are you here? Uh, as as he's asking this, cut away. Back to the end. We're from Magda. Has been cleaning that same glass again, just giving it the business. Um, the door to the end busts open, and three figures seem almost as if they glide into the end. One gentleman has dark black hair that is slicked back and is long enough to come down to about his shoulders. Uh, he wears very nice garb. He has a red amulet with a purple and red uh, cloak. The other two people appear to be younger. They have blonde hair, one of them short with um, scarring like along the shortened part of his hair where no hair grows. Um, the other one has long blonde hair. They appear to be wearing starch white shirts and pants. And as, again, it appears that they float into the bar, Fräulein Magda is going to turn and say, this is not possible. And we'll cut back to you. So again, uh, no, no cat. Tell, tell, tell me the truth. You're not in trouble. I just, I'm curious at this point. Um, all right. So no bullshit. Um, me and my friends are here from the future to save you. <laughs> okay. Now that, that is a story. You, t <laughs> you are from the future. Uh, yeah. 2019 to be exact. 2019. That is, that is a real line of crap. <laughs> so listen, I, I don't care why you're here. All I'm asking is that while you're here, just be on the up and up, okay? Yes. And I sit down in the chair across from him and just, where's that tea? Ah, here it comes, Bernard. Uh, Bernard will hand you a, um, a saucer with a teacup on it. Thanks. Uh, I'll just wait here for my cat. To so, <clears throat> I, I'll humor you for a minute. Okay. You're from the future, right? Yes. Why have you come back to Dunkle Brow in 1867? Um, actually, can I, can my friends come in and we can all, because they're from the future too. Oh, you're all from the future. Yes. Well, you, you, you speak excellent German for somebody from the future. I yes. uh, enjoy the library and I enjoy learning. Right. Uh, sure, why not? So Bernard will go back to the door. You'll say, you're welcome to come in. But leave any of your weapons out here. Reach in and he's talking to us, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I, uh, it's like that scene in Lord of the Rings. I take out my knife and I plunge it on the ground and then I take out my shotgun and empty the shells out of it and then lean it up against the pillar and uh, then I open my cloak and my garb to show them that there's nothing else and then I close it real quick and I'm like am I alright? 
Yes, please come in. So oh, I, my lord's, you have my lord's credit. You have my lord's hospitality. I walk in and I look around and then I find Amelia sitting, waiting for her tea. And I say, oh, hi. And then I look over and I see, uh, see Dunkle Brow and then I say, hello. And I will have set my bat down because that was an obvious weapon. I take my gun out, set it down on the ground, but I leave my knife hidden in my boot and I walk in. I'm like, where's the cat? Where are those cats? Because so I don't know that this. Because I don't know that the story, the jig's up yet. <laughs> yeah. I think at that time I would have came out of the bushes and and come with the other two. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna walk in. I play it cool, like I don't have, because I just have a chain. It's kind of coiled up uh, around my uh, my belt there. I'm not gonna put any attention to it. I'm just going to try to walk in. Okay. Uh, Lord Dunkelbrow, this is Arthur, Carmichael, and Nate. And they are from the future with me. Uh, from the future? <laughs> I'm just here looking for cats. So while this conversation is going on, a scene outside of you, again, the scene cuts to the outside of the bar where there is a slight ruckus inside the bar. And then there's just blood splatters on the inside of the windows. Again, we're viewing from the outside of the building. You see Bud flying all over the inside of the place. Back to you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, Amelia, you did your poker face. Did not last very long. Uh, He's a very intelligent man. You know that she speaks the truth. Last resort. Last resort, giving up. So. So, oh, uh, oops, I forgot. <laughs> look, uh, what she says, Dunkle Brow, is true. We are from the future. We are here to protect <laughs> you and and make sure that your longevity is uh, intact. Who would want to harm me? Do you know a Baron von Dusseldorf and his son Siegfried and Siegfried? Baron von Dusseldorf is, is 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 coming coming to kill you. No, he's he's coming to a late dinner. He's still here in, in, in he's gonna pull out a pocket watch. Uh, he's still here in about uh, two hours. We decided to have a very late dinner. He's he's uh, in in your guys's phraseology. He would be like I don't know, like maybe the county commissioner over the mayor. So he's got some lordship. Being a baron, he's over Lord. Dunkle Brow, who's just the local magistrate kind of thing. So he tries to explain to you guys, like, he's he's basically my boss. He's He wanted what? to come for a late dinner. What about his two sons? Are they invited as well? He has no, he has no children as, as well, far as I know. There's, there's the rub right there. Is we have reports that he has two children and they are coming take your life so uh can i mean okay this uh, so listen i'm i'm all for fun and games i'm all for city stories i was kind of finding it entertaining to be honest with you but i do not believe you 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 are welcome to stay for dinner tonight you can I, meet you can meet the baron if you wish to we will definitely be taking you up on that we're we're here we are here to protect you. I okay. could use some grub, so I will definitely stay. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the dinner is uh, we also need our cats. 
like that's not actually a joke. We, I, I'm looking at <laughs> <through> my cat. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the, the dinner is is it about two hours? I will be on the menu, good sir. Uh, we are having a uh, pork tenderloin, some mashed potatoes. I don't know what <laughs> whatever the German. German. <laughs> it would, it's damn German. I, I know that for a fact. I just don't know what it's called. But it's pork pork loin and sauerkraut. Like the, right. the good, like the good sauerkraut, uh, the red sauerkraut, like the kind you can only get like Hopper House or something. Like um, this isn't in character, but I actually just don't like sauerkraut. Maybe that's uh, an unpopular opinion. You. Yes, Oof. you're done. You're done. Oh, Am I nice. exiled from this group yeah. chat? <laughs> Not as far as I'm concerned. Lord. My man, <laughs> uh, Lord Dunkelbrow, uh, do you have a library? Here in this uh, this manner, you have a place of study. Ooh, ooh, uh, library! I want to go to the library. There's there's a library in town. It is not here. Okay. Uh, library for everyone. I was just I didn't know what kind of uh, information you may have on hand. But yeah, a trip back to town at this point is is out of the question. We're we're here um, for two I hours. Mean, I I don't mean to be rude, but the dinner's not for two hours and. I do not know you. You're welcome to come back for the dinner, but you're, you're welcome to to wait outside. I do not mean to be inhospitable, and I apologize, but I did have plans for two hours. <laughs> I, I I think we'll we will, and I'll kind of make eye contact with the rest of the group, and uh, I think we'll we'll take the hint. Uh, we'll come back. I'll I'll start to head outside. Okay. Can I ask him before we we go why they're having the dinner so late? Uh, the, the Baron, Baron von Dusseldorf is a very busy man. Um, he normally comes to visit well after dark. What are you guys discussing? Matters of, matters of city, matters of state. That's our normal fare. <laughs> are, are you guys on the up and up? Are you guys getting along? <laughs> I have, I have no, I have no quarrel with the Baron. Has anything ever happened? Alright, cool. He is, he is a wonderful gentleman. Has he always okay. only ever come out at night? As, as I said, he's a very busy man. I, off the top of my head, I, I can't really think of a time when I've seen him outside the dock, but um, he has his own affairs in his own place of residence. He does not live here. Okay, cool. Hmm. Out we go. And I'm going to mumble to myself, typical vampires. Okay, so you guys are now back outside of the estate. Yeah. Uh, uh, you've been invited to dinner in two hours. So that couldn't have gone any worse. Um, he said no bullshit. I, I didn't know what else to do. Uh, Seems like it went okay to me. We got information. It was useful. So we, we good. did. Yeah, we're going to have to scare the shit out of him for secrecy or something. I don't know. So should we go find... Just like fast track this thing and go find uh, Dusseldorf, get him before he even makes it to Dunkelbrow. We have two hours and we don't know for sure where we're gonna find him. We, I don't know. We can look, but we shouldn't stray too far from here because he will be here. And just so we're clear, as far as disrupting the future, this is not butterfly effect. This is very much Doctor Who. <laughs> All right. Whatever happens, happens. Not gonna change things like other than the intended outcomes. It's not like you're gonna, you know, like Rick and Morty style, f come back to the future and it's all like, 
butts with people growing out of them or something like that. <laughs> gotcha. Well, maybe we can head back and get some information on where Dusseldorf may live, or or we sit and wait for. Hey, we can go back in town. I, I wouldn't mind pickpocketing some people. All I got with this cross from the guy. Oh, whoops, never mind. What? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> where? Where? Why? I thought we talked. You know me, man. I have to I, do this. I know. I needed it. And I'm it's sorry. my job to keep you in line. You're like, right. You're that's right. That's it. That's the one. You get the one. That's it. All right. I'll, I'll do better when we're around people next time. I promise. Okay. You, I'm you sorry, friend. I'm sorry, friend. And I will take out the uh, the cross that I got and I'll hand it to you. Maybe it's worth more than that five gold that you gave him. Gold pieces. Is there anything special about it looking? It is a ten. It is a ten cross. All right. You, you keep it. You can put it with your other trinkets at home. That's fine. I, that's the one. Thank you. I, I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. You're a good friend. So are we going back to uh, Agasaf shop? Or are we, where are we going? My vote is to just hang out. Right in front of the, the manor or whatever? Well, like we originally were going to stake out, see what we see, if we see anything happening beforehand, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Unless there was that. something specific you wanted downtown. I am more than fine posting up outside of here. We know, as we know. you as you say as you say that, Carmichael, you get a flash in your head, and um, you've had these before. Um, typically, when you've come into contact with something that was belonged to one of your past relatives, back at your headquarters, you've done a lot of work to recover artifacts that you believe to be from your your ancestors, whether they were weapons or spiritual pieces that they used in their uh, monster slaying. And you know that typically when you have come into contact with something that ties you to your relative, you have a flash. And as you're sitting outside, as I said, it was spring. The cool spring air is sitting heavy. It's it's definitely going to be like one of those mornings where we wake up, it's heavy with dew. You catch the smell of a uh, familiar flower, Edelweiss, the whole region kind of it just permeates with the smell. And as you take in the smell, you have a flashback or a flash to a relative of yours. And she's a little girl and she is wiping up uh, at a bar, just a table. As she's wiping it up, she takes a couple sprigs of Edelweiss and cuts them off and places them inside of a jar. Uh, any anything like familiar other than just the, the act of having these yeah. kind of flashbacks anything in the vision yeah itself? so as as the girl is wiping up the table uh she looks over to and you're kind of seeing this from her perspective like almost like you're in her head okay you look over to the bar and it is the same bar at august off shop and there her dad is uh cleaning a glass with a dirty rag uh, much like you saw Fraulein Magda doing. I assume the party kept walking, and as I had have this vision, I, I stop, and I'll kind of grab uh, Nate by the elbow, and, and I go, uh, Nate, got uh, uh, another one of those visions, and uh, kind of working out in our favor this time. What was it? That, What'd you see? That bar we were place. just in, that, that tavern. 
that mm -hmm. somehow is related to me. And uh, I think I think we need to go back there. Like okay. The uh, the 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 woman, the the old lady cleaning the glass. Mm -hmm. I think I saw her as a younger, as a child, kind of cleaning up tables and and what may have been her father, uh, standing in in her place, where she is now. Uh, it, there's there's just too many similarities. I think we got to head back. Yeah, let's. I think we should definitely go then. We got, we Let's got go. a little bit of time. Yeah. All right. Let's catch so up with these will, other guys and tell them. We will. Uh, we will dream sweep. Yeah. To uh, to the um, to the tavern, August Offshop. Um, as and you all four are standing in front of it, um, which I think is a common theme. But maybe the four of you guys are in a line, and it's very familiar. Like it just kind of happens a lot. You don't even think right. about it. Yeah, it just feels right. Um, as you're standing in front of the tavern, the door is closed, um, or the door is slightly cracked. You can see a little bit of light coming, like it hasn't been closed properly. Um, in the main window, you do see blood splatters across the window. So if I if I'm feeling like this might be a dangerous situation, I'd like to maybe uh, come in first and and, All right. and uh, well, why don't you why why don't why don't you uh. You roll for me first. I'm gonna nudge Amelia. Watch this. He's gonna do his big entrance. <laughs> so I'm gonna roll cool. That's a twelve. God damn. Okay. Um I think it's gonna so, work this time. Maybe. Uh everyone stops to watch and listen. And so I'm gonna come in and kind of burst open the door and Alright, so you're kicking are you kicking yeah. So paint the picture for me. I wanna see this. And I'm getting excited, like, oh he's gonna do it. Yeah, so as Nate's kind of like building me up, stoking the fire a little bit, I'm gonna come in and I'm—I'll do a forearm on the door. I won't kick it down. I'll—I'll I'll just kind of burst it open and kind of scan the room real quick, uh, looking specifically for the uh, the uh, the woman that was in there earlier. So as you push the door open dramatically, and you stand in the door frame, uh, there are five dead bodies that have been Holy maimed shit. and there is blood all over the place there's nobody else in the room oh yeah i'm gonna tell everybody else to come in and, and uh <laughs> I, I don't get to do my big speech there's nobody to listen to it uh oh man uh do i recognize any of these specifically i'm looking for the uh the why don't market. you why don't uh why don't you investigate a mystery for me roll plus sharp it's gonna be a nine Okay. You're able to scan the room. You notice the four people playing cards. You notice the fifth body is of the gentleman who was seated at the piano. You do not see the body of the old lady. The nine, though, you do notice that there's a door behind the bar that seems to be cracked open. We got a door here. I've got something I think I can do. If that's Yeah. Chairman. What would you like uh, to do? Well, so I think I can make a premonition. Okay. Roll it. Okay, roll plus weird. So, oh Ooh. gosh, it's <laughs> not good. That's a two. Yeah, uh, that is a two. two. I don't criminate anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So on a miss, you get a vision of something bad that is yet to happen to you, uh, and I get to hold three points that I can use uh, oh, one for one 
as penalties to rolls that you make. Oh, jeez. So, uh, so I give myself my uh, give myself uh, three hash marks here. I uh, I think being in this room, you start you get the familiar feeling of being surrounded by blood. Um, for you, it's oddly comforting. You get some okay. kind of strange comfort out of this, just being in this room with this viscera and gore. You can't, you don't know why. It's something deep inside you. It just feels good. Um, and as you're in there, you become relaxed and your telekinesis kind of fires. You see yourself. You're standing alone. And before you is a large gentleman with uh, or being with swollen muscles and torn, tattered clothing. You see a red clasp on a cloak um, of purple, of scarlet and purple. Um, and it reaches... And with its massive oversized hands and nails, it grabs your shoulders and opens its mouth. It's full of, of sharp fangs, like 27, 28, just sharp teeth. I can count to each one individually. <laughs> and it reaches and it lunges at you. This has happened to you before. Uh, how obvious is this? Is it obvious? I think it too... Um, Carmichael and everyone else, it would look as though I'm flailing my hands in the middle of the air trying to, like, react to this thing that they cannot see. So I think that's what they would see. Okay. That makes so sense. your body kind of involuntarily goes as if the vision were really you. Your movements yeah. in the vision are your movements in real life. So this is a familiar sight to all of you. You've seen him flip out before like this. I, this thing with, like, a bunch of teeth and it was just reaching for me. And that's, I, you know, it didn't seem, I don't know if that's here or if that's something else. Really don't know if that was a good moment of seeing for me, if, if you know what I mean. Do me a favor, stay in the back while we go into this room. Just, I need you to do that. Kind of listening to the, the uh, premonition or the destinies play thing that I got at the start of the game, hearing that one of my family members are going to die. I'm kind of trying to urge Arthur to move towards oh. the back and stay out of harm's way as much as possible. Um, like, I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. You know the drill once once we get in there, but just I need you to be in the back. I'm going to, because one of my, uh, my heroic baits are uh, sacrifice. I'm going to go open that door first. That door that was ajar behind okay. the bar you make your way behind the bar i'd like to go with him and at least be behind him just as protection or assistance okay is everybody going yeah all right yeah so uh carmichael you're leading the way you make yeah. your way you make your way to the door and you open it uh there's a set of steps descending into like the root cellar uh as you make your way down there the room is is lit by uh, a couple handheld lanterns. There in front of you, you see Baron von Dusseldorf and his two sons, Siegfried and Siegfried. Yes. The Baron has Fräulein Magda by the throat, or like clasped around her like this. Okay. And as you come down the steps, he takes one of his claw-like nails and he slits her throat nah. as the sons begin to feed off of her. Oh, sh He's just repeating over, be strong, 
It is almost time for dinner. Uh, I will yell out Dusseldorf, and I will drop the chain, uh, uncoil it, and I will let it clank on the step, and then I'm going to whip it forward to him. Okay. Uh, and I will have the uh, the blade, the blade, the business end of this chain, like, flying towards his uh, face. <gasps> All right. Uh, so wow. that... I want you to that's gonna roll kick some ass. Yeah, so, I would love to do that. That's a tough. Yeah, give me a plus tough. Um, and let's see. So I get on the blade. I get plus one to the harm. That's an eleven. So on on a seven plus, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm. Uh, no, I'm sorry. On a ten plus, yeah, on a seven plus, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. I mean, usually means you inflict harm rating your weapon, and the enemy inflicts their harm rating on you. On a chin, 10, you get to choose one extra effect. You gain the advantage. You take plus one that you can use in the future, okay. or you can give plus one to another hunter. Okay. You inflict terrible harm, so you'll do one. Harm is damage, just so you guys yeah. know. Uh, you can inflict one extra damage. You can suffer one less damage, or you can force them to where you want them. Um... Yeah, I want to force him away from the woman and into the corner. So I'll take whatever damage. Is it just okay. one harm to me? Uh, so because he has no ranged attacks, uh, you do not take any damage. Oh, how good. much damage does your how much damage does your flail do? It's a plus one on the blade. So as you whip out your flail and throw it a lot like what was her name on kill bill go go the the assassin that works for over in ishii the, oh, the one yeah. that's in like the, the school crazy... outfit yeah she's with the crazy yeah, 88 i know who you're talking about but yeah kind of like God, that just damn i love that like, movie <laughs> off it. it's gonna clang on the wooden step going down and then i want to just whip it forward and have it just flying through the air and uh i'd like to like maybe if I can, like impale him and then use that and then crank on the on the chain and try to get him to move into the corner okay. away from his his two sons. So as you um, as you throw your flail out there, um, he's able to with his left hand uh, get his coat kind of in the way with his arm. The flail hits him in the arm and uh, he gets knocked back and he's now against the wall. The two sons turn to you and they both lunge at your group. Uh, you're first on the steps. Do you want to yeah, come I'm, down into the room to make room for everybody? Yeah, I'm going to kind of reel in my, my chain as I'm moving down the steps as fast as I can, and then I'll get to the bottom. So uh, uh, we'll just say you did that all in one motion with your flail, yep. um, you know, as you just took a couple steps forward. So your whole party is down on the floor. Uh, Siegfried is going to pounce on Nate and as he does, he's going to grab him by the shoulders and stare him in the face and say, You know I'm the one being wronged here, right? You've come to kill an innocent person. And uh, he's going to roll. So I rolled a six. I would like for you to roll act under pressure. So that's a plus cool. I got oh, a seven. so I rolled a six. You roll a seven. Yep. So as he says that to you, uh, you, get the, you can feel inside of your head that there's something like that thought is like burrowing into your head that uh you know you guys are acting very rashly and i think this guy might be your friend 
Um, but as you are feeling that feeling, uh, you are able to kind of like fight it off and you kind of shake it off. Um, you now have uh, Siegfried in close range with you. Siegfried is going to pull out uh, his shovel and instead of lunging at you, he's going to start chanting and he's going to strike the shovel into the ground. And that's the end of his turn. Uh, who'd like to make a move? We don't We do not do turn order in this. We just go. Okay. My cousin told me to hang back. So uh, can I try to throw something? Can I try to throw my knife? Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I will do so. So uh, we're going to roll plus tough for that. What would you roll? 11. Okay. Awesome. And are you throwing at Siegfried or Siegfried? Uh, Siegfried. Siegfried. What is Dusseldorf again? He's kind of in the corner off to. He's gotten pushed uh, pushed away from the oh, two younger vampires. Oh, he's he's too far away. Okay, I'll do. Dieseldorf. Uh, okay, uh, so as you come down the steps, see uh, Baron von Dieseldorf get knocked to the back of the room. You instinctively pull out your knife, and with an eleven, um, what is the damage on your knife? One. One. Um. Okay. One harm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, the knife does clang, it's, or it seems like it sticks in his shoulder, and you get to pick one of the extras. You can gain plus one that you can use in the future to add to a dice roll, or you can give that to a friend. You can do one extra damage, you can suffer one less damage, or you can force them where you want them to move. I'll do one extra damage. Okay. So as the, sh- as the knife stabs into his shoulder um he does actually take one point of damage it seems as though he might have some armor or something anybody else making a move yeah okay i want to run towards which is one is on uh nate that was one was siegfried the that is siegfried yes so i want to run towards siegfried siegfried with my uh holy knife and try to jam it up its up its throat, up its mouth, chin. Okay, so can I try that? Can I do you that? sure can, absolutely. Uh, let's roll, kick some ass. So kick. that's plus tough. Plus tough. Uh, six. On a six, uh, you can see Siegfried, uh, the vampire surf, um, dr- trying to drill his way into Nate's mind, and you run up. You flip your knife so that you're holding it backwards, and you go to jam it up into his into his uh, throat. Um, he sees you coming though, and he's able to duck out of the way. Uh, he pulls out a sword with his left hand all in one fluid motion and takes a swing at you, and you take two harm. Oh no! Oh no! So we should take a second, real quick second, to talk about how damage works in this game. If you get to four uh, harm, your wounds are going to continually start getting worse from that point. Uh oh. So they're going to start bleeding too much, or they're going to start, you know, throbbing and, and sending pain elsewhere. Um, if you get to eight, you are dead. So boy, keep that boy. keep that in mind. So you take that that sword swipe right into your shoulder, and he cuts into you. Um, Nate, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna take the take the bat, and I'm just gonna run at Siegfried and swing it at him. Okay. 
That's a right. tough. Yes, plus tough. You got it, dude. That's an eight. All right. Uh, with an eight, uh, you're able to bring <clears throat> the the bat across his face. Um, as you do that, uh, he's also going to try and bring you on the back swing with his sword. This is all happening in like one quick second with you and Amelia, and he's able to catch you with the sword. How much damage do you do? Uh, my baseball bat is one arm. Okay. In this particular case, because you rolled an eight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Since you rolled an eight, uh, when his sword catches you, it's more of a graze, and it's going to do one damage to you, or one harm. Uh, Baron Baron von Dusseldorf uh, is going to, after taking the knife to his shoulder, his muscles. He's going to start panting and breathing really hard. Uh, and as he does, his muscles begin to grow. And his clothes are soon being torn at all the seams. His hands begin to grow longer fingers and the nails on them grow longer. And he now has a mouth filled with razor-sharp needle-style fangs. And Arthur, the, the monster that you saw in your premonition now stands before you, Baron von Dusseldorf, having taken damage as a vampire monstrosity. And he's going to he's going to take a jump and a swipe at Carmichael. Can Could I intervene and try and cast a spell to trap him in place? So that sounds like uh, you're wanting to protect someone, so roll plus tough for me. Eleven. Hell yeah. On a plus seven, on a seven plus, you protect them okay. You'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. Um, you can also choose an extra one. You suffer one less harm. All of the danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm back on the enemy, or you are able to hold the enemy. Um, hold the enemy. So I'm just doing the like, force powers or something. Okay. So um, as you, the Baron... Oh, oh sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, but um, I have a hex ability that when I cast a spell, with use magic, there are some extras that go along with it. Okay. Uh, including the target. Wait, I may pick from the following. Um, ooh, here we go. I'm going to pick that the target suffers two harm. Okay. Magic ignores armor. Oh, shit. Okay. So as you see the, the Baron, the monstrosity Baron, lunge at Carmichael... <clears throat> Uh, you say some quick incantations, um, and you give out a little scream. Uh, I'm thinking like blood curdling, like, so you let out this scream and, uh, as you do, the monstrosity vampire is able to get off a swipe over Carmichael's shoulder and it hits you. That will be painful. Uh, two points of harm to you. And as you... But at the same time, he becomes frozen in time as you cast this force spell. The whole process of this spell grabbing him as he was in the motion and, and moving, it snaps him in place. And uh, he takes two more points of damage. Can Sweet. I run up to him while he's held and try to shove one of the wooden stakes into his heart? You sure can. Yeah. Am I cutting somebody? Is that okay? I want to do it no. while he's held. Yeah. I'll do kind of, if I can, 
as I see you make a break, I want to charge him as well, and I want to try to chain around his throat. And, oh, wow. Oh, shit. And it has, I have spikes Man. on the business end, so I imagine, like, I want to try to get the spikes kind of like a, a collar around his neck and try to hold him so that uh, Amelia can Princess come in. Princess Leia style, huh? <laughs> and uh, oh, do her business. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay, so what I need from Carmichael, number one, go ahead and roll plus cool. You're trying to help out your teammate. Uh, that's a nine, but I'll do a luck to make it a 12. On a 10 or uh, 10 or more, or, or I'm sorry, on a 12 plus, your help lets them act as if they just rolled a 12 regardless of what they actually just got. <laughs> so Kylie, no matter what you roll, you get a 12. I... Yes! So I'm not even going to roll, right? So on a 12, your attack takes full damage to the monster, plus you get to pick a following advantage. You completely hold the advantage. All hunters involved in the fight get plus one moving forward. Ooh. You suffer no harm at all. Your attack inflicts double the normal harm. Your attack drives the enemy away in a rout. I want double the normal harm. Okay. <laughs> what do your wooden stakes do in harm? A three harm, what, a three harm intimidate slow. What? Holy crap. So as the Baron is being held by this force spell uh, from Arthur, um, Amelia is going to flip out a stake and flip it in the air and catch it backwards and stab it into him. Um, you're not able to get his heart, uh, but you he starts to have a burning spot where the wood is sticking into him, and he takes one, six points of damage. Damn. Holy shit. Wow. How much life does he have? You don't know that. As the wooden stake... <laughs> uh, as the wooden stake... Uh, enters into his chest his two sons Siegfried and Siegfried scream in pain themselves like it hurts them and they both lunge at you uh, they're both going to take an uh, attack uh, Siegfried with his claws and uh, Siegfried with his sword at who? at you oh no <laughs> alright uh, let's see here Siegfried oh, wow. with his sword. Oh, god damn. He rolls a three. God damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so Siegfried rolls a three and Siegfried rolls a five. As they go and scream uh, and lunge at you, uh, you're just casually going to duck out of the way as they both hit each other with their own weapons. Uh, <laughs> this is turning uh, three stooges on us. Uh, so mark down there damage. Alright, who wants to make a move now? Uh, Nate, haven't heard from you in a while. I am going to... I'm just going to swing my bat at this guy again, the same uh, Siegfried, that's right. Hopefully you're still right by me. Okay, yeah, Siegfried's close enough, you're going to swing your bat at him. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll. Is right there, which switches over to another window, because roll 20. Submit. That is a 6. Um. So yeah, as you take a swing with your bat, um, you do uh, just kind of whiff, um, but Siegfried uh, is going to, as you miss, he's going to take a another swipe 
at Amelia. No, I can't do that. Never mind. I gotta follow the rules. Uh, he will turn around and take a swipe at you with his sword. You take one point of damage uh, for just another grazing blow. Baron von Dusseldorf is able to break himself free of the force uh, spell that you have cast, Arthur. He's going to scream out this demonic, just low-pitched, bellowing scream. And uh, he's going to take a, a bite attack at the person in front of him, which is Amelia. Could I, like, imbue Amelia's clothing with some sort of armor effect that, like, would prevent the, the teeth from plunging into her flesh or something? I don't know. Could I do that? Like, just enchant or cloak or something and turn it, give it, like, plus one to armor or whatever? Okay. So you see the Baron monstrosity start lunging towards Amelia this time, and you're able to quickly um, throw up another spell. Um, I'm imagining it almost like you uh, are able to take... just something in front of her, or...? You're able to take control of her cloak, and it becomes, like, rigid... Um, and you're able to fling her cloak up in front of her, and he's not able to get his mouth you know, around there. Siegfried seeing you doing this, though, is he's going to take an attack at you. Uh -oh. uh, he's going to uh, try and... Actually, no. If you remember at the beginning of the combat, Siegfried had put his shovel into the ground and had chanted, Arthur, as yes. you've been so preoccupied with the, the uh, barren monstrosity, you don't notice that two of the lifeless bodies upstairs have seemed to reanimated. They've now shambled down the steps, uh -oh. and one of them is going to take a bite at you. On a seven, um, you are able to... He is able to get a bite on you. You take one point of harm, but you're able to turn around with him, put your shotgun in his face, and blast his head off. And one of the zombies fall. Nice. All right, uh, Carmichael, you haven't moved in a while. Uh, yeah, so I've, I imagine what I had wrapped around Baron is done. I'd like to, so I imagine I'm still standing behind him as you he's are. facing out. Okay. Yeah, so uh, like as he came out of the force spell, um, he's pulling you and your feet are like dragging into the mud as he was pulling himself towards Amelia. Okay, uh. I, I want to untangle and then try to bring him up the chain up and around him and try to get his arms down locked behind him all the set all the while those spikes around it kind of piercing into his into his sides and his arms and this is a plus one harm and messy so, as well so did you say oh messy? so this is an attack yeah yeah so this is one of the business ends of the the chain and he's trying to drag it down into his chest. Yeah, I want to try to lasso around him and then cinch it tight behind him and and have those spikes kind of pierce it into him. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll for that. Uh, kick some ass. Is that a tough? That's a plus tough. Plus tough. Plus. Uh, that's a seven. How much damage does your weapon do? Uh, that's a plus one harm and plus messy. Okay, so that's two. Um, yeah, I don't know if the messy gets me more. I so I think it has some psychological effects maybe okay. during some fights. I don't think it gives extra damage. Okay, I um, do have devastating, which gives me plus one harm, so plus two. Okay, all right. So as you as you you quickly are able to 
whip out your chain like away from him and then pull it in tight uh, around his chest. Especially you catch with your chain where the, the wooden dagger is sticking. It's just and it inches just a little bit further in. Yeah. And you pull it tight and the spikes start to sink in. Um, he takes one damage and at this point his body starts to look like it might be taking some actual it's looking really rough okay. uh the barn mark where the the wooden stake is is, is expanding on his chest okay and, and i'll i'll say as i'm uh, kind of cinching this chain tight i've got the baron you take the the you take the boys and i'll i'll try to like steer him and corral him the best i can okay at that point um I want to cast a spell to inflict some harm on uh, Siegfried, so I'll like fire up Firebolt or something at okay. uh, Siegfried. All right, so that is that again, or okay, so you're trying to do an in inflict harm spell. Yes. Uh, so use magic. You're gonna roll plus weird. Oh, three. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. As as um... everybody take it back. Just kidding. So, uh, as the zombie had bitten into your neck and you turned around, were able to blast its head with a shotgun, uh, you notice that Siegfried is starting to take a lunge at uh, Amelia again. And you turn back around and flip a fireball. Um, as you flip the fireball, it hits Amelia. Amelia oh, no! uh, takes one point of damage. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. Siegfried continues since the fireball did not hit him uh, and makes his lunge attack. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not picking on you right up front. Uh, what kind of weapon do you have? Me? Amelia? I, yes. I have, well, I have three. I have the mallet and stakes, the silver sword, mm -hmm. and the blessed knife. All right. So he's going to bring a claw attack and swipe you um, across the shoulder area where he would, you had already uh, been hit before um but you are able to make a return attack on him however you wish uh i want to take my silver sword and try to behead him okay um the claw does one point of damage by the way oh shit guys i'm what? i'm on the dying side no already oh. what <laughs> are you sorry? So that's your that's your fourth point of damage. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, he's able to swipe across you with his claw, and you're able to come right over the top with that silvered sword. Um. You're able to get a pretty heavy chunk on him, and I will say, since it is silvered, you do four harm to him and his body starts to show some burn marks around where you sliced into his neck that starts spreading uh over his body uh nate what are you doing i am going to just for the hell of the flare of it i'm going to grab my bat and i'm going to try and swing it but as i'm kind of doing i'm going to intentionally miss kind of spin around grab my knife and try and stab one of these guys right in the neck uh, which one was called? Siegfried. Okay. Uh, and where in the so hell? So complicated. I know, but it was—it just sounded fun. So I had to do something a little less boring. Seven. All right. So uh, 
with a seven, you and Siegfried continue your battle of trading off damage points. You're able to catch him in the stomach with the baseball bat. Uh, and then he turns around and takes a swipe at you with the sword. Uh, you guys both take uh, one damage. The Baron is going to, with this chain around his body, he's going to go deeper and deeper into a rage. And the chain is going to, he's going to be able to break out of the chain. Okay. And uh, seeing Siegfried take the baseball bat to the to the stomach, he's going to divert from Amelia and take a lunge towards uh, Nate. And uh, he's going to attempt to bite. God damn, my rolls are <laughs> fucking shit tonight. God damn. With a six, Nate, you're able to catch that. Uh, see him coming at you. Do you have any secondary weapons? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I guess I, I guess, uh, would it tell me if it was a secondary, I guess, somewhere? It'll tell you how many weapons you could pick. It'll I have pick. three. So I have a baseball okay. bat, knife, and a gun. Okay. So that's what, that's what I was looking for. So as as you see him lunge at you, you're able to, with uh, your free hand, pull out your knife and take a, a throw at him. Sweet. Um, he's going to take one damage. All right, Amelia, what are you doing? I want to run towards the Baron and try to kick the stake further in. Plus tough. Uh, can, can I, I want to help her in a way. Yeah. Uh, I want to help out. So I want to like maybe come up and drive my, my elbow into the back of his knee and maybe buckle him and see if he can fall down. So the stakes at a, at a lower level. Yeah. Okay. Roll, roll help first. So that's a that's a plus cool, yes. On my end, okay, I'm good at that. That's an eight. That grants you some Amelia. Plus you one. Plus, you have plus one to your roll. Okay, so go ahead. Um, uh, Carmichael, you have exposed yourself to trouble or danger. That's all right. Okay. So that's I would have you have eight. Yeah, my because I would have that plus one, so eight. So, Carmichael, as you're holding oh, the Baron as tight as possible, <laughs> um, Amelia, you're going to uh, Liu Kang Mortal Kombat style. As you just fly foot first into that stake, it's going to push through the body of the Baron oh. and into oh, Carmichael. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Carmichael, you take three points of damage. Okay, so if I have. Protective gear worth one armor. Do it. Does that negate one of those? Yes. Okay. Damn, that's <laughs> two points of damage. All right. I I do Damn. have. I can't die, so don't worry. <laughs> I ha I'm here for a reason. So. It's like I, you can't kill me. You can't kill me. Uh, <laughs> I've 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 seen a certain. Uh, <laughs> I've seen I've seen Game of Thrones. I can kill who I want to kill. I'm but the this, author here. Look, this it, does it, work towards it, my fate of sacrifice. So I'm the author now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, the Baron just reacting to all this. He's going to um, flip around and take a bite attack at Carmichael, who's been such a pain in his ass this whole time. Yes. I'm going to throw a fireball at the Baron as I see him try and do this. I'm going to attempt another fireball throw. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, so, give me a roll plus weird for me, please. To use magic. I know weird isn't my thing, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Uh, it's a six. It's terrible. Well, not terrible, but like not even in the mid zone yet. So, so just it the winds bearing. around and then it comes back at me, right? Oh no, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, the Baron, the Baron is going to take his lunge attack, and as you see it, you try and and stop it with the fireball, and uh, you've gone a little soupy sails, so your eyes are all over the place, bugging out, and uh, you hit Nate. Nate, you take uh, one point of damage. Neat. That is four. So I'm on the dying side of the little dot. I won't throw any more fireballs. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Baron, Baron Vaughn, this game is kind of punishing to on fails. <laughs> and with a ranged attack, there's no way to like hurt yourself. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, um, so Baron Von Dusseldorf gets to continue his attack action uh, unharmed. Okay, how much damage do you do with your weapon? Plus two, because I have the, uh, the devastating, so I do a plus two. Okay, um, as he as he lunges from you, the chain that you've had around him goes slack, and in a the brief second that it takes for him to bite down on you, you're able to pull the chain tight, as the two of you are like smashed together, face to face. You take five. Harm. Oh shit! So one, oh, two, three. So that that darkens all my boxes. But so I have this. I'm here for a reason. There's something you are destined to do. Work out the details with the keeper based on your fate. You cannot die until you it come to pass. If you die in play, you must spend a luck point. You will then somehow recover or be returned to life. Once your task is done, or you have become doomed, all bets are off. So. I would imagine this would go towards some negative of my fates, which is either a loss of a loved one or the end of days. <laughs> so I'll let Devin do what he will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if you want to be a forgiving DM, um, the, the heroic side of my fates are sacrifice and the end of monsters. So. I like the end of days. <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> so I just want to make sure I get this correct. So you've died. I died. I but you have the but you can't die yet. There's Until something you have to do. The reason, yeah, I am chosen is fulfilled. Okay. As as Baron von Dusseldorf in his monstrous form, uh, bites into you. You feel your pulse slowly fade. And as it fades, you find yourself in a dark space. And in this dark space, you see before you like a television screen. And on the television screen is a scene of you on a burn-scarred battlefield. There appears to be an army of vampires combing, fighting with humans, with guns and swords and whatever else they could find, tanks. You are chained in like a crucifix position and you let out a scream of no. As you do, you snap back into your body. That's not pretty. And the life returns to you. You can take an action. So I've kind of got the chain around him and we're like face to face. I want to like, 
trying to think of something cool to do. I have blades on the end, but I want to I want to headbutt him and uh, swing up one of the blades on the end of my chain and try to drive it into his temple if I can. What like material? Maybe, what material is is that made out of? I don't know. Nothing special. Just steel. So I like I heel kick up the blade that is uh, laying at my feet at the the slackened end of the chain. He'll kick mm-hmm. it up and then headbutt him and then grab it and try to stab it. As he lets go of of his bite that has taken up a large chunk of your body here, uh, he lets out a, a blood curdling roar as he's holding onto your body with his oversized fingers and and fingernails. As he is roaring, you snap back too. You like almost like with a skateboard. If you kick the back end of a skateboard, yeah. it flips up in the air. You do that with the spike, and um, as you kick it up in the air, grab it with your free hand and slide it into his temple. Go ahead and make your attack action. All right. That's a six, but I'm going to use a luck to make it a 12. Things are, things are already so fucked with me, like seeing the end of days. You know, I'm like, I have nothing left to lose, so I will use I will use that luck to make it a 12. As you drive the daggered end, the business end of your your flail, your chain flail, into his temple, the burn mark around that injury immediately starts spreading faster and faster. And it makes a connection with the burn mark from the wooden stake that Amelia had driven into his body. The burn mark continues to grow, and soon his whole body alights in flames. As he does, uh, Siegfried and Siegfried both let out blood-curdling screams, and their bodies begin to have burn marks in the same places where they had been injured, and it spreads over their bodies. The zombie that was at the top of the steps moving towards uh, Arthur falls over to the ground lifeless again as the three vampires turn two piles of ash in front of you. Shit. Oh. Wow. oh man. Had to be done. We need to get back now. What yes. What I saw is not pretty. While we may be successful right now, there are more vampires coming. I need to deliver this information. Alright. If everybody's in agreement, Amelia, you pull out your um pocket watch. Yeah. And uh you make a twisting motion on the back piece to it. And it's almost got like this, almost like a slide puzzle that you quickly put together. And once the image is there, um, it's like a, it's like a peaceful stream on the back of it, almost like a wooded, what you call it, cameo uh, relief. It's like a, a wooded scene with a stream through it. Uh, you slide the pieces back together, and you're transported back to your time. Something doesn't seem quite right. As the loud ringing that goes off in your head whenever you travel through time. You guys all kind of open your eyes. The The floor where the, the portal normally is, is dusty. The lights are turned off. You all stare around you. You go to the elevator, there's no power. You're able to find the, the fire exit, and you make your way up 5, 10, 15, 20 flights of steps. You make your way to the main floor of the United Nations building, and you open the door. And as you do, you see the United Nations building has crumbled and before you is a burning battlefield 
Well, is. this isn't good. That's the end of our story. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Wow. Oh man. I'm sorry, guys. I doomed us all. You well done. I just Not had to die. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> so I, I got hella inspired by that. I went for the angel ending. That was good. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was really good. Oh, God. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. This was Monster of the Week. Um, this is a this is for three two members of the party. Uh, Brandon and Kyla. This is the first time running Monster of the Week. For me and Chris and Travis, this is our first time in uh, about a year, yep. it feels like. So uh, I think we were all kind of shaky on some of the rules and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, don't matter. Have fun. Yes. Don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Have fun. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Devin. Appreciate yeah, thank it. you. Yeah, thank you, Devin. Happy to do that. Good, sir. Thank you all for joining us. As always, like us, subscribe us, spread the wealth. Tell all your friends how much fun we are. Is that a, how much fun we are? How? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, see us next week. We'll be here Thursday for the podcast. Friday, we should be back in Two Move Annihilation.